Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, glad to have you along for the next hour. Coming up at 9.30, we'll talk to the high school hoops guru, Mark Rogers. He's going to stop by and give us his thoughts on all kinds of stuff. we got to pick his brain on his proposed changes to the playoff structure. Exactly which classes would that affect, how that would work. So we'll talk about that. Everything high school basketball playoffs from the state tournaments coming up in Class A and B all the way to the area tournaments this week with 2A and 4A. I'm I'm curious to know, because he's in a different part of the state talking with coaches, I'm curious to know if there's any buzz on merit as a state title winning contender with the Oilerettes in Class 2A. Here's the deal. I hope there's not. <laughs> For real. I hope they're overlooked, and then they just go in and just sweep this thing. So that's uh, that's something I want to know about, and then we'll we'll talk. We'll ask him millions of questions uh, coming up about the state tournaments, uh, just the playoffs in general in high school hoops. Uh, we'll talk about the state tournament brackets ourselves coming up in the middle segment. I've got a couple of questions to ask Jared about uh, the different brackets. And then also, right off the top, college basketball. Oklahoma State hoops lo- loses their fifth straight last night and a home loss to Baylor, where do they sit uh, as far as the the uh, NCAA tournament and what do they need to do in order to get on the good side of that bubble? Also, I have a question for you, Jared. Who's the best team in Oklahoma in college basketball? 225-9698 is the phone of the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. The app has it all with radio, Penny News, Paragon TV, Big Elk TV. Of course, Skinny on Sports podcast is also available on the uh, kadsam.com, iTunes, here and there. Hello, Jared. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, just, I, I was I was pleased to see that Joe Lenardi had updated the bracketology after last night's games because I was wondering exactly kind of where OSU would be on the the bubble spectrum going into the weekend, the last regular season game of the year at Texas Tech. Man, what a what a crazy up and down season it's been, especially within the Big Twelve for the Cowboys. You know, just a, a month ago or so. 
it wasn't very good. Right. You know what, one in four to start or whatever that was, and the next thing you know, they reel off like six out of seven. They get to seven and five with Kansas coming uh, to Gallagher-Iba Arena just a couple of weeks ago with a chance to defeat the Jayhawks and move up into the second slot in the conference, at that time just behind Texas. And now they've lost five straight, and you're looking up going, where are they at as far as the ball? I mean, we were literally, we were having conversations about, man, can this team be a six, a five, a four seed if they continue on this roll? And now five straight losses, and the Cowboys' NCAA tournament hopes are fading at this point as Lonardi has them on the wrong side of the bubble, the second team out um, of the tournament right now with a trip out to Lubbock and Texas Tech. It's just, it's been, just been an amazing kind of up-and-down fluid season for the Cowboys. Could, could we give credit? Can we? Does this tell us that Mike Boynton is a really good coach? Because he's kind of taken this this – roster maybe not as strong as he's had in the past and or any cowboy team in the past and he's has those ebbs and flows with he's just trying to make it work right imagine if he had a you know a better roster how far this team could go under under his uh his guidance so i i I, that's where i'm going i think he's a good coach you see what i'm saying yeah i think that he's trying his hardest to get the most out of this team trying to squeeze as much out of this lemon to get him into the tournament and sometimes you just don't have that all that talent on the roster to do it. But he's doing his damnest to get to do it. I think that there was maybe some overrating. You know, it was kind of a meh season. Like, this is where they kind of were headed. Then all of a sudden that – let's be honest. I, I, it's the schedule. The schedule had more to do with that kind of energizing of the season than anything, right? Agreed. I mean, you play Oklahoma twice in that stretch – he played TCU without Mike Miles. Uh, winning at Iowa State, which is crazy, uh, that OU and OSU are the only teams that can win at Iowa State in the, in the conference. You got Ole Miss in the, in the SEC Challenge. You beat Tech at home before Tech got everybody back. So, I mean, it, it just kind of – the schedule itself probably lended to a, a nice little run there uh, when they did win, what, the, one, two, three, four, seven out of eight and, and six of those out of seven in the conference. And then all of a sudden you play Kansas, you play TCU uh, on the road, and then these two games, the last two, were just crushers, not being able to beat either. Well, really, I mean, last night, 74-68 looks better than it was. Baylor controlled that game throughout, and Oklahoma State made a run right at the very end. I think they you know, he was like uh, they were down like 17 with four minutes to go, and they end up losing by six. Okay, nice comeback, but they really had no chance to win that game. Whereas on Saturday against Kansas State, they really should have won that game. But, man, they're, they're in a bad spot now. Got to go to Tech. Is this a win and you're in, lose, and you're out type thing? Between uh, Tech finds themselves even further off the bubble. They're in that second group of four. That's kind of the second group of four that are out. OSU's in the first group of four that are out. I don't think either team, no, no matter who wins on Saturday, I think they still have to at least win the first one in Kansas City mm-hmm. to feel secure. But whoever loses this game on Saturday might even have to win two games once they get to Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. I think win or lose – well, let me take that back. I think if they win, they still need to do something in Kansas City. And to put them in 8-10 and 10 in the conference, I have a hard time believing 8-10 and 10 doesn't get it done in this conference. In this conference. The, the one problem is how did you get to 8-10? and 10? 
right? Right. And you don't have that win over Kansas, win over Texas, win over Baylor now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you don't – the wins that you just figure you would have at 8-10, and 10, swept OU, swept Iowa State, you would sweep Tech – and then split with West Virginia, split with TC. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. don't. You kind of missing that. And, and then their opponent, through no fault of their own, was Ole Miss. So that didn't really give them a bump. Like if they had the Alabama win, like Oklahoma somehow has, then I, I think we'll win Saturday. You're absolutely in. But at eight and ten, man, I just have a hard time believing that an eight and ten record in the conference doesn't get OSU in the tournament. Yeah, that's a member of the strength of con- strength of schedule. Definitely play is a big factor when they pick no who, who goes and who doesn't go. And and uh, like we got on the text line, uh, Avery Anderson, the the time the when they lost him, going into this harder part is, is so devastating to what OSU has done the last five games. There's right. n- there's no doubt about that. I agree with that 100. percent Not only losing him, but when they lost him in this the, this last little kick down the stretch when you're looking at playing Kansas TCU on the road. Kansas State Baylor at home, that, that's a that's a tough loss at the wrong time of the season uh, to to lose him. But I still think win at Tech, you're in with eight with an eight and ten mark. If you lose that game, then it's going to be kind of white knuckle ride up at Kansas City, having to win at least one of those games uh, when they get up there uh, to the Big Twelve tournament. Did Who's, I see if the tournament started today? It'd be OU OSU. I think that's right. Yes. That'd be interesting. So aren't they seventh like, and tenth? Like, tenth? where is OSU? Like OU's mentality now. You know, they're obviously they are not in this thing. Are they like okay? Let's salvage the season by being spoilers. I, I mean, they went to Iowa State and won. And um, you know they they're capable of winning games when it all works. So could they be all right? Let's just screw it. We're not getting in the NCAA tournament. Oh, I I mean. The NIT is even up in the air. Well, yeah, to have a winning record to get there. They don't have that right now. Oh, uh, point is, they, they could be a dangerous team in Kansas City. Well, I it, mean, it might it's be the last team false, of- false optimism here, but just you know, just after what I saw in in, uh, in Ames, like okay, well, and when it works, it works. When it doesn't, it's horrible. It's the last team OSU wants. My to question see. is, what is their mentality? It's the last team you want to see because you, you swept them. And that's the only thing they have to play for is knocking you out of the tournament. OSU doesn't want to see that. Yeah, that's true. There, there's a lot of other teams they'd rather play. And here's the deal. If they can win at Tech, Iowa State has to go to Baylor. That would force a tie. OSU obviously wins the tie break there to avoid even having to play the first day altogether to get up to the – you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To get up to mm-hmm. the sixth spot. So there's still a win. I really think a win. Who else is at 8-9? and nine? There's somebody else that's at 8-9. and nine. In the conference, is it TCU? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, no, t- TCU's eight and eight. They still have, they haven't played this week yet. Of course, That's they a end, very they auspicious end at home at Norman. They're a good team, and they're eight and eight in the. Con- I mean, they're a tough- well, they, they're one and five without Miles. Yeah, who was the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year? That's true. Yeah, that's a way better team than what that what that shows. I think once again, injury kind of derailed them a little bit. But yeah, if Oklahoma State can win, Iowa State loses at Baylor, which we would kind of think would happen. Next thing you know, the Pokes are at uh, six in the conference. They're for sure in. They don't have to worry about playing in that first round at Kansas City. 
and we'll just move on from there and see what kind of seed maybe they can win a few win a, win a game or two make it to the finals now all of a sudden yeah you're off the bubble can you then what seed are you going to get can you get up past the eight that eight nine game which is where you don't want to be I mean, for my taste, I think you'd almost rather play in one of those play-in games as the 11 seed and then play a six in the first round than have an eight, nine game and then have to play a number one seed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that just doesn't seem uh, – you just don't see that game go the eight, nine seed very often. As you see other you, – you see, doesn't it feel like there's more 11s in the Sweet 16 than there are eights or nines? Yeah. So, you know, it, 11, 10 – I think you got a better chance of making it into the second weekend or at least winning that first game for sure. Uh, who, who's the best team in Oklahoma? Best men's team? Mm-hmm. Without looking at their record, is it Tulsa or ORU? It's not Tulsa. Tulsa's <laughs> god off. Without looking at their record. So is it ORU? ORU in the net rankings is 44th at 23-4. and four. And they still have – remember old Max Asmus from that run a couple of years ago? Yeah, little guy that could really shoot. He's still there. He's and they, still there. They've also got the seven foot five dude that can actually kind of play outside. It, it, they're they're an interesting team. They're, by the net rankings, they are the best team in Oklahoma. Twenty three and four, forty fourth in the net. OSU is forty seventh in the net. So just a couple of games back at sixteen and fourteen. Then the Sooners are sixty fifth, way back from those other two. Has Ohio State ever recovered from losing? It to doesn't them? seem like it. Boy, they're, they're having a bad, bad. year. I don't know what they were last year. year, but this year they are like last in the Big Ten. You think it's bad, OU? Just look up to the Big Ten and Ohio State, who wasn't that far removed from some pretty good basketball. They're bad this year. Oh, Ace Kevin O'Banner, and uh, what's it? Paul Mills? Did they stuck the, the just stuck the stake through their heart up there in Columbus? They just have not re responded to that. You know, um, a team I've always meant to look up. Before I know we got to get out, but uh, I'm looking them up because there was a team too last was it last year that had a big upset in the tournament. I can't remember who they beat, but I'm talking about Abilene Christian. Remember what's his name? Played at Duke. Tall kid, helped him win a title. What was he doing? Redhead, a big kid. What is his name? I'm looking him up right is now. Is he the coach or a player? Player, player. Help Duke win a title. A state title. Oh, oh, you're talking about Duke, Oklahoma. Yeah, Jameson yeah. Richardson. How yes. about you're talking about Duke? Like, Thank you, Dakota. Like Duke, not, yeah. Not Duke. Well, when you say Duke, you think basketball, you immediately go to Blue Devils. <laughs> yeah, Jameson Richardson. Yeah, I was thinking of the other, anyways. JMO, as it were. I'm trying to find out what their record is. If they, if, you know, I haven't been following him. Although... I need to move on. I'm not seeing them on this roster. Okay. Okay. Well. Awkward. Way to do your prep, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a little busy getting uh, ready for high school. Are you sure you weren't talking tournament. about the, the, the Duke Blue Devils? Yeah, let's just say I was. Instead of the <laughs> Tigers? Oh, I wonder, right. wonder what happened. <laughs> I don't know. We'll come back with... 
Class A and B state tournament talk next. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The skinny on sports. You can't say on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Paul Jones drug at Tuesday. Thank you to Rodney Skinner at Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. They are the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. Free local delivery, drive through pickup, curbside testing, and vaccinations. Also, they have these long-term care unit packaging. They call them blister packs. It's Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main right here. No, City. All right, Jared, Class A and B state tournaments get going tomorrow with Class A, Thursday with Class B, and then the semifinals and finals from there on Thursday and Friday. Which bracket are you looking forward to the most? I like um, I like the openness of bracket, you know, the, the, the uncertainty of it all. And, and, you know, we can go to Class A girls. We, we got a pretty good idea who could who might just run through that pretty easily. Um, uh, class A boys, I think, is – Kind of quite the contrast to that. I feel like that could be a little bit more wide open. I'm looking forward to that one right there. How about yourself? Yeah, I wrote down a little kind of a little blurb about all all classes. Class A girls, I said, does anyone have anything for ceiling? Class uh, Class B girls, Hammond and Leedy on that side get to miss Pittsburgh and Lomega until the finals. Mm-hmm. I think that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. Class A boys, I put who the hell knows. <laughs> Could it be That's another? Could yeah. it be another a not ranked state champ? Drummond comes in not ranked. Liberty's number eighteen. Both of those teams into the Class A boys state tournament. I, I think that one is completely up in the air. But I love the storylines in Class B, on the boys side. I mean, look on Thursday. You got a title game rematch with uh, Glencoe and Roth. Fort Cobb Broxton waiting on the winner if they get by Goodwell. You know, Roth Fort Cobb was a semifinal last year uh, that Roth was able to knock knock off uh, the Mustangs. Then down in the bottom of the bracket, Buffalo Valley. I mean, all they did was knock off Roth in the area finals. So that's a team that kind of uh, it's a little bit of a mystery, right? A great record, uh, an area uh, an area champ. We don't really know much about them. Doesn't feel like. And then I love the fact that it's Calumet and Sentinel first round, the teacher versus the pupil. In a lot of ways, with Tyler and Jacob going at it on the on the sidelines. I mean, last time Calumet won the state championship, those two were coaching together. Snowden was the assistant for, for Jacob at uh, Calumet. So there's a lot of cool storylines that are building. I think uh, that bottom, the Calumet, Buffalo Valley, Sentinel, whoever comes, uh, you know, on Thursday out of that, it's a huge advantage to me not have, not to have to play Fort Cobb Roth or Glencoe in the, until the finals. Let those three battle it out against each other, and then you're kind of standing on the other side. It looks like that unless Buffalo Valley's really good, right? No Calumet's good. It's just I think it seems like that bracket is a little bit more weighted weighted yeah. at the top of it than the bottom. Yeah, with, yeah. just with the names now, whether or not the teams are the same quality as they normally are, we'll find out. Is 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 ceiling the biggest favorite? Out of all four brackets, yeah. easily. 
I think that's right. Easily. Yeah, I, I'd like to see if we're if we're picking like okay favorites, contenders, maybe a dark horse. You know, I think my dark horse would probably be Riverside. A contender would be Caddo. But I'm saying all this like this is just wasted breath. Ceiling looks really look. They are not just the best team in Class A. I mean, they've run through some really good teams on this path. I mean, they're talking about. Look what they did to the best team in Class B right now. Look at what they did to the second best team in Class B. They go and play in those turn that tournament over in Mustang. That's where their only loss came from, and uh, those are some really good big teams over there. Hard to uh, pick against ceiling. I agree. Give me an upset that will actually shock people in any of the brackets. Well, I went pretty chalk when we talk about our picks tomorrow. But if there is one that I think could happen, I'll give you two. Can I give you two? Go ahead. Can I give you two? Even better, a bonus. Okay, my first one would be Goodwill over Fort Cobb. You saw Goodwill. I did. And I'm sticking with this. We a lot of mystery from the Panhandle, and people, you know, don't you know they go out and they play teams from Texas and Kansas, maybe New Mexico. You know, and they'll you know they'll play their teams around them up in the Panhandle, and now they come to the State Fair Arena and they taking on a traditional power in Fort Cobb and Goodwill. I don't think is scared of that, so that could be an upset. And the second one would be Leedy over Hammond, <laughs> because Leedy, they they're you know it's the rivalry game. There's the familiarity of it all, just right down the road from each other. But this is a completely different Leedy team. Than the team that they that Hammond played the first time around, and Hammond could probably say, "Yeah, we're a little bit different too." But would it shock you if Leedy pulled off the win? Yes, it would. And I saw Leedy, and Leedy was awesome. But the one, th- the, the it just it looks like a bad matchup, just because of sometimes the X's and O's you just can't get past because of, of yeah. West. But a shock probably not. That's probably too too firm because man, Leedy was awesome. With my, with just seeing them with my own eyes on Saturday, uh-huh. they were awesome uh, against Arnett. And, you know, everything that, that Coach Broadbent told us about the shot clock and getting good shots, man, they got a good shot almost every time down the floor. And it, But it wasn't they, – they weren't playing slow either. They, they were really impressive. I was really impressed uh, with Leedy. But the one thing that it looks like they would have trouble with is the one thing Hammond has. That is size down low. But you never know. In a game like that, you get her in foul trouble. Then all of a sudden, I think that pendulum might swing over toward the green uh, with the guards that they well, – Young yeah. youth, though. I mean, they're young. But, boy, howdy. They not only, But they look well within their element up there on Saturday I'm night. I'm going to tell you, not going to back down. They're not, no, that's, they're not scared of them. They're, again, that familiarity comes. Like, we're used true. to seeing this team very true. every year, sometimes twice a year, depending on certain situations. We're used to it. It's very true. Very, very, very true. You know, they um, know each other. You know, that rivalry. I love the rivalry thing. You know, the, they know each other. They they show animals with each other. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they know. You, so there's all of that. And, and so that wouldn't shock me if Lee is on the high side of that one. Like, well, they got him that time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in class class B girls as well. Uh, and I just am not sold that this is the name that we're used to it being in Lomega. Watch out, Cal. Watch out for Calvin. Watch out. I say that in Lomega beat him a hundred, but 
I I think we all want to see Lamega Pittsburgh, <laughs> don't we? In that sense, so probably yeah. not rooting for that one, but you know, you never know about that. Uh, and then, uh, is anything in Class A boys an upset anymore over after the last couple of years? I don't know if anything anything is an upset anymore there. I mean, obviously, Drummond not ranked beating Caddo number one would qualify, but is it? What about Liberty at number eighteen? I, that, that's what's intriguing about it to see what happens tomorrow. I would say this: if you're picking games, if you're listening and you haven't turned them in yet, look at streaks. I think that's a thing in high school basketball when when you're streaking at and peaking at the right time. Liberty is one yeah. of those teams. Yeah, they are. Drummond, maybe Drummond. That's I, a big ask for Drummond, though. To, but I don't know anything about Caddo or Drummond. I just know what what we've seen on paper. What about Oklahoma Bible and Caddo and the girls? Yeah, it's a nice story, Oklahoma Bible, but I can't go against Caddo. I think they're just way, way more athletic. Do we know? I don't have any idea. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning on uh, the young lady that's going to go play softball at OU. Well, yeah. But streaks, for instance. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a streak. Since Christmas, Oklahoma Bible has lost two games. One to Okarchi. And one to ceiling. Two quality losses. <laughs> yeah, and they won the rest. Now, on the other side, who have they beaten? That's Yeah, they beat Caney Valley, which is ranked. They beat Alva, who's ranked in 3A. It's a good team. Uh, they also beat uh, Ripley, who's ranked in A. They beat uh, Frontier, Wacomas. So. Some familiar names so there. From, yeah, yep. at least some ranked teams. But I understand your point. Maybe Caddo, they, they just had this group right now of really athletic players. So... Has a girl signed to play at ORU basketball? Two, two D1 players. Different sports, but still. Yeah, and think back to what they did at the birth of T. Carl Albert, Tuttle, and Bethel. Yeah. Back to back to back. Mark Rogers next. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Roddy Skinner and the gang down at Paul Jones Drug. Convenience packaging, that's that individual packaging of your daily meds. You don't have to worry about the pill caddy or any of that. My they wife did, bought a pill caddy. Did she really? <laughs> I've been giving her a hard time every time she's filling it up. Go down to Paul Jones Drug. They do it themselves. <laughs> uh, they've got the, the durable medical equipment. Insurances, most are accepted. Also, gifts and greeting cards. I've talk, talked about couple of gifts I got for Christmas were down there uh, from Rodney and the gang at Paul Jones Drug. Joining us now is the voice you'll hear in just a couple of hours at 11 o'clock right here on these airwaves. It is Mark Rogers. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good to talk to you guys. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I want to go back to last week, and we tried to help our, our audience exp- and explain uh, the playoff structure that you wrote uh, that op-ed into the, the Oklahoman. 
And the well, the one question I had from more more people than anything else was, which classes are you talking about? What classes would this affect? Is it everybody or just kind of some of the bigger ones? Well, I think it would affect, I mean, some would affect everybody. Um, I think some of the problems is, to me, with the 2A, 3A, 4A and the district tournaments. Um, in Class B, you, you need a district tournament. Um, some districts have four teams in it. That's a real tournament. Um, and 2A, 3A, 4A district tournament is just two teams playing one game, uh, and you have the boys and girls grouped together, and so it makes things really difficult to bracket going ahead. Um, and so I, I think that's, you know, that's the big thing there. Now, as far as the rankings go, I think that's everybody. Um, you know, coaches are going to do a good job of, of putting in their scores into OSSARankings.com. You can't leave out losses. Um, I think I think that one thing I didn't add in the article, which I could have probably put a ton more words in there, but I just I try to be concise, uh, is to potentially have, say, Class A coaches seed Class B teams. I mean, you're going to see a bunch of those anyway. It takes out bias of, of uh, seeding your own class. It could be the same for 6A, 5A, you know, and, and on down. So um, it, it, there's no good, easy answer uh, to that. But I do think that, you know, a, a lot of that applies to me, it can apply to small schools as well. Um, you, you've got a great difference in some schools between the boys and girls. Some are powerhouses in both, but it's not fair to have to send teams based on, uh, you know, trying to figure out how we get girls high seeds and boys low seeds, you know what I'm saying, worked out in the same class. Yeah, and, and another thing that I thought made a ton of sense, and I've always thought this, is why is it two weeks away from the end of the regular season that we know what the playoffs are. I mean, because inevitably you see some teams that know they're going to be pretty good backload that schedule, take losses that in effect don't really count. Right, and that's that's the same for all classes too. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't blame you if you know, – there are a lot of schools I, – I, I kind of made an example out of the McGinnis boys, but there's great examples all over the place. Again, I could have gone on and on and on citing examples. You mean, the Putnam West boys, they went and played at a tournament in Las Vegas. They lost all four games. Three of them were close. They don't have a very good record. Some coaches just look at the record and don't look at who they played, and then they rank them accordingly. They're going to play to go to state this week in an incredibly difficult class 6A East spread where you might even have the top two teams in the state playing an elimination game this week because I think that they just blew that East-West split this year in the large class. But um, anyway, uh, you know, look, it's, it's a tough job. I'm not trying to sit here and be critical and say that I have all the answers. I just think that those are some of the things to to look at that I think could help. And I, I think one of the things for sure is is you got to play. You should be able to play all the games before you see the, the tournament. Yeah, like what Aaron said is that you know some are backloading their schedules and in some cases you know then taking losses. You know, but you know there's shot, iron, iron sharpens iron. I get all that, but in other cases there's man we're ranked tenth. We just beat a really high-ranked team, but it doesn't matter because the brackets are already out, and that probably would have helped us. So, yeah, I agree that the ranking should come out, you know, after all the play is done. But that's asking a lot. It's a lot to, lot to compile in a short amount of I time. I think you, it really is. It's a tough job. I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. nobody's saying that, that, that the association doesn't have it tough doing those things. And, and um, you can name sites. You know what I'm saying? You can name, hey, look, this, this is going to be a site. Uh, and then see the teams, and and it can work a little bit that way. But I just think playing two weeks of games, and especially in a year like this year where you had some weather cancellations, um, you're missing out on 20% of the of the games that were played. 
And, and Darko boys would be a good example. I mean, they got a really high seed in Class 4A. There are a couple of regionals out there that were bloodbaths. Uh, and then that regional right now with, with Anadarko, North Rock Creek, um, to me, seems very, very light compared to some of the other regionals uh, that, that good teams got eliminated fairly early on. Yeah, I mean, Blanchard not being in the area tournament on the boys' Blanchard's side is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good team in Class 4A. Yeah, um, that's a good team. I think Perkins Trine is a pretty good team, too. Uh, they got beat in the second game. You know, And this does affect a lot of inner-city schools because they play up classes a lot. Randy Rutherford's got a really good team at McLean. They sent them on the road in the first round um, to a district tournament at Lincoln Christian. They lose by one, uh, and they – they may make it to state. I mean, they've got a tough road, but they're in the area tournament now in spite of that seeding. And I text Randy, and he was given no excuses. He just said, hey, yeah, we'll be fine. Um, we'll get where we go. So, uh, again, every, I'm sure there can be a ton of complaints lodged, but uh, I, I think those are a couple that, to me, would, would make things easier and better. Do you like the extra day or even two next week uh, to get everybody into the big house at least once uh, during the state tournament? Well, I love it. Yeah, you see more games. Um, I think it's good for spectators. Um, I don't. I don't see how it's bad for teams. You know, and I and I'm trying to get out of this way of. Look, we've done it this way. Parents did it this way. You know, what I'm saying that doesn't that doesn't really hold water anymore. There's there's ways to improve things. It's new technology. Uh, teams travel more. People go all over the place for AAU ball. If you have to come to the city on Tuesday and then you have to come back on Thursday, uh, to me that's a small change to to better the tournament. All right, uh, before we hit the state tournament this weekend, let's go to 2A through 4A. I, I'm interested to know, I mean, you're in a different part of the state than we are, and everybody out here is excited as could be uh, about the 2A girls and the Merritt Oilerettes. Are you hearing anything up that way uh, about maybe Merritt being a, an absolute title contender in 2A next week? Well, I would think they definitely are. I mean, if you look at the teams that they beat this year, yeah. uh, you know, I, and I think that's like girls basketball in Oklahoma this year, the one thing that is proven is – Really, classification, it, it doesn't matter a whole lot. Uh, some of the better teams in the state are in lower classifications. I think there's some really, really good teams in Class 6A. Um, but, you know, I, I would also say that you got to look around and the ceiling team that competed with Edmund North and Cato that won the Bertha Teague. And, you know, all of that is, is pretty good. But uh, Dale is going to be a tough team to beat in that class for sure. Uh, in 4A, I'm, I'm going to give you – I texted you this, but I want to ask you on the air. 4A girls, would you take the Western Conference or the field? Okay, I get Tuttle, Weatherford. Um, Bethany, Kingfisher, yeah. Darko. Oh, man, that's a good bet. Um, <laughs> I'll take Lincoln Christian. Okay. So uh, I, I definitely take the field because I get a couple of others with, with that. Uh, I saw Lincoln Christian play the Tournament of Champions. They're loaded. They're unbelievably good. Um, I think that you, you've got um, a, a couple of seniors on that team. The coach's daughter on the team that's just an incredible player. Um, I, I think that's the difference. Is that this year they've they've got you know they've got Hopkins and Maddie Stewart that are that are really good. Uh, Brigham was good last year. Of course, they're moving up a class, but uh, I think that's the team to beat. Okay, enough of this large school stuff. Let's talk about the small school state tournament. What what tournament, what bracket intrigues you the most, Mark? Okay. Um, class A boys is good. I think Class B girls also is pretty good. I think there are four teams in there that kind of stand out that, that have been perennial 
powers in the last few years with Hammond, Varnum, uh, Pittsburgh, and Lomega. Uh, I think that's a that's a pretty good bracket. Um, but I think they're all going to be interesting in their own way. I, I think Class A girls. Clearly, the question is: Is there anybody out there that could that can beat? ceiling. I mean, I just think that's going to be incredibly tough to do. So uh, they've, they've had a good year. I've seen them play um, two times, three times this year, and it's just that that's a that team is so good at what they do with the press. And everybody can play, everybody can shoot, everybody can do inside, uh, outside. I think that's tough. I think Class B boys is also um, going to be fascinating. you got a potential matchup with Fort Cobb and Roth in the second round. On the other side, Calumet is really good. Buffalo Valley made it there last year, and our, our talented, they knocked off Roth in the area tournament. So I think uh, Class B to me looks like the semifinals are going to be really, really good on either side. Class uh, A girls, again, like I said, it's going to be tough to, to figure out who's going to win there. And then Class A boys, I think, is pretty wide open. I'm a big fan, and, and Aaron knows this, and our listeners know this. It, I, I think I just like the story of it, the, in, the intriguing uh, matchups. When you got teams like Okay, Texoma taking on OK. A bunch of them, I mean, you got one from one side of the state and one from the panhandle. You mentioned Class A or Class B. You got Goodwell taking on Fort Cobb. Goodwell's played really good basketball. Could they pull off an upset against Fort Cobb? I mean, there's a lot of good basketball being played in the panhandle, in my opinion, and I think we'll see that this weekend. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I just think, I think Fort Cobb is, they're just really good. They've got, you know, to me, a lot of depth. Whereas some schools will have, you know, a couple of good players and then it kind of falls off. Um, I mean, and you, you also have Scott Hines, who's an incredible coach. Um, and I, I think that kind of factors in quite a bit. Um, if you look at Texoma, they've got Hernandez brothers that are good players both. I mean, and Jerry inside is, is a tough post player. There's also, I mean, you know, kind of styles make fights too. So I mm-hmm. think that that'll be interesting to see in that, in that Class A boys, uh, Class A boys group. Yeah, and it always seems to me like in Class A boys, especially, you get kind of the put, the football playing schools against the basketball playing schools a lot of times. And and quite frankly, the way the game is called is really sometimes the 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 difference because those football playing schools want it to be a little bit more rough and tough, where the basketball playing schools are a little bit more finesse and skilled. Well, ceiling has got a good combination of both. They've right. got football players and they've got some basketball players only on that team. They're a really good rebounding squad uh, and might be kind of a year away from having their best team. But I've been impressed with them. I've seen them play a couple of times this year. Uh, that's, a, that's a good team in that class. Um, I've seen Okarchi play a bunch. I had their game on Squirtle in the regional finals against Velma. Uh, young team, probably also a year ahead or maybe two years ahead of their projection there. And I'm impressed with the way that they can speed things up or slow things down. They can handle the basketball, uh, or they can hit you with a bunch of threes. I think their shot discipline will be really key. But that game against OK, um, I, I think if those two teams match up in the in the semifinals, will be one that I would be calling on on Friday night. Would really look forward to seeing. There's a, there's a lot of attention in Class B girls out here. Obviously, Hammond and Leedy, uh, two teams that are really familiar with each other. What's your take on that game? Yeah, I was talking with Coach Broadbent earlier. I think that they've uh, they've done a really nice job of getting to where you know, getting to where they are right now. Um, tough, 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 tough uh, group in Western Oklahoma. The schedule that they have to play. Um, so I, I think 
Hammond, to me, is that's going to be a tough task. I mean, the two teams played earlier in the year, the 30-point game. Um, a lot has changed. I think that Leedy's improved since then. Uh, but I, I think Hammond has got a good chance. I think I've, I think the Varnum game will also be interesting. Is that Varnum is a team that, you know, Hammond is so good defensively inside that Varnum's three-point shooting could be a little bit of a problem for them, long rebounds and things like that. Uh, but, you know, we've seen these teams match up, Hammond, Varnum, Pittsburgh, Lomega, a bunch in the last three or four years. Is there anybody that you think uh, is kind of being slept on that we might look up on Saturday night and go, huh, Tushka won Class A boys like it was last year. Is, is there anybody yeah. like that this year? That was quite a big upset <laughs> a year ago. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a tough question when you have to – there's a lot of teams that are – Really, if you're here, you're pretty good. I mean, I'll call anybody in Class A a dark horse, but in girls. Anybody that can get in there and beat Ceiling, I would say that's that's a dark horse. I think they're the favorite there. But in all these other classes, I can see three or four different teams winning. I really could. So it's hard for me to put that label on one team. If, if you're asking me for a team that I wouldn't project as one of those four, I, I really don't know. Um, maybe either the Buffalo Valley teams. Um, you know, again, they, Buffalo Valley knocked off Roth in the uh, regional. I know they believe, or in the area, they believe that they can really, you know, make a run this year. Uh, but Roth, Glencoe, in the, the championship game last year, they meet in the first round. Uh, so I, I think, you know, they have to get past Fort Cobb in the second round. That would be kind of an obstacle for either one of those teams. But that's a that's a really tough segment of the bracket there. So I, I'll give you Buffalo Valley boys as my, as my dark horse. Yeah, I like that because, man, it is. You got the defending, well, this title game in the first round with Roth and Glencoe from a year ago. Fort Cobb probably waiting on either one of those two teams. And down the bottom, I love I love the storylines in Class B boys uh, with, with that Roth and Glencoe rematch. Also, Sentinel Calumet, you've got kind of the teacher versus the pupil with uh, with Coach Snowden yeah. and, and Coach Schneeberger there going at it at noon on Thursday. Yeah, I think that's a really good game. I, I do think Calumet makes the finals. Um in, in that in that side of the, of the bracket again, like I said, but if I'm going to go with a, with the uh, with the dark horse, it might be Buffalo Valley. Uh, what do you, what's your schedule like coming up this week? As far as uh, when we can hear you uh, on the NFHS network? Okay, I'm, I'll be doing uh, when I'm doing all the evening sessions uh, this week. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I'll do all four finals on Saturday. So it'll be a busy week, but it's always such a fun time of the year. And then looking forward to. The schedule the next week, I think I'm going to miss. The one thing I really wanted to do was to see some of the 4A boys, but when the schedule came out, mine was a little bit different than what it, what it was. But um, I'm really looking forward to some of those matchups when we get there next week. I think 3A girls is, is really good. I think 4A boys is, is going to be incredible. Yeah, gosh, it would be nice to see like Douglas Crossings, Kingfisher, and Weatherford maybe in the, <laughs> in the semifinals, something along those lines. Newcastle, I've seen them. They're awesome too. Uh, yeah, they're good. They've got, a battle. Young. They've got a back battle their way back through the, the uh, losers bracket at the area tournament Newcastle does to get in, and, and OCS also yep. really good. Um, so that there's a ton of good teams in that class that, that should be worth watching. Last question I've got, Oklahoma State, when and they're in on uh, Saturday, or are they going to have to do something up in Kansas City to, to solidify their place in the NCAA tournament uh-huh. after losing last night? Man, I don't know how much it matters what you do in Kansas City unless you really do a lot. Uh I would say the Big 12 will get some respect. Um, you know, West Virginia had a big win last night. They got Kansas State at home. Another win there might help them. Um, 
But OSU needs a win. Yeah, and that, that game last night was a bad matchup for them. Um, I, I, I think that they uh, – Texas Tech at, at Tech is going to be a hard game for them to win. But I think if they can really lock in on defense, Tech will miss some shots at times. You might be able to um, kind of eke out a win in that game. But I, I think that the, the Cowboys need to do that, or it won't really matter if they get one in Kansas City. And then uh, even, even getting to the semifinals, I think it would be tough. Hey, we had one more question on the text line. Somebody wants your opinion. The Holmes girl from Calvin, uh, the freshman, is she the best player in that Class B girls tournament? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I have not seen her play, so I, I wouldn't know. Um, it's going to be tough to be – I mean, Kate and Graham was the best player there last year, I think, um, for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Hit some big shots down the stretch. I mean, Hammond clearly – They've got an argument to that. Darcy Roberts is pretty good at Omega, so I, I don't know. I'll be curious to see her play. All right, man. Hey, There's thanks. a lot of good players yeah, in the Class B girls the, tournament. no yeah. doubt, man. If you can figure out Varnum, Hammond, Pittsburgh, Omega in the semifinals, that'd be a heck of an ending for Friday night yeah. uh, up there at the Big House. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you this week, seeing you up there at the Class A and B uh, state tournaments. Okay. Take care, Traber. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Mark Rogers of the Sports Animal joining us here on a Tuesday to break down everything high school basketball-wise. Um, man, it, there's nobody that has more knowledge of all of that all, all the way through. Yeah, he's pretty plugged in. With all the yep. different classes. Hey, people are starting to, to get this done, but you have to turn in your brackets today. Or, well, I guess tomorrow. by 9 in the morning. 9 o'clock tomorrow. So by the, the time tip of the first game. That's right. So by the time the show starts tomorrow, if your brackets are not in, for the Tucker Family Beef 8 for State contest, then uh, you'll stop at your number right now. Uh, so we got you got to get those in. Uh, we're starting to get some rolling in, maybe around half or so. We decided. I went back. We've decided one point for the first round. Yeah. Correct picks. Two point for the second round. Right. In the semifinals, three points if you get the champion right. That's how the scoring system will work. If there is a tie in points. You figured this out, tiebreaker. Uh, the tiebreaker goes like this. Tiebreaker number one, who had the most state champions correctly picked in their brackets? Tiebreaker number two, if that's if it's still tied, tiebreaker number two will be who got the most games correct with the state tournament brackets. No, 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 no. Tiebreaker number two is who got the most teams from the first. So right now yep. where the standings are, who, who got the most teams out of their 32? If that's tied, then it's who got the most games correct in the state tournament brackets. Yes. If that's tied, we may flip a coin <laughs> at that point. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Or we, we, think still, I, we would still have time. Like, okay, what's the the total points scored in the final game on Saturday, which is who? Class A boys. Class A boys. You know, so who do you think would be there, and then how many points you that's think would be there? I mean, it's kind of – I mean, I've seen that. It's tough to – it's tough. You, it's tough but, to do that now just because you don't know who's in there. I mean, it could be, you know, if it's Anadarko, you might say like six. <laughs> you know, you're slippery slope. You brought up Anadarko. It's like, oh, we don't have time <laughs> yeah. to talk about this. He brought it up. He, he did. <laughs> he true. brought it up. <laughs> uh, oh. But anyway, that's that's the three tie breaks. If we need to come up with the fourth one, we can. Uh, but here's the, here's the truth of it. You got to get your picks in for the on the brackets or you're going to be so far left behind in the dust. Once teams start playing tomorrow, so get your uh, get your state tournament brackets filled out, Class A and B, boys and girls, 
and then we'll just add those points on top of what's already there. What was it, Coach Ham and uh, Peyton? I think Coach Ham and Peyton Baker were the Coach, Coach Walker were the uh, Baker. Sorry, yeah, were the two leaders at twenty four points apiece. Uh, yeah. So they got twenty four of the thirty two into the state tournaments. So that's pretty good guessing, pretty good predicting. How many did you get, by the way? Uh, I did. I need to go back and listen. Uh, I had twenty three. I was somewhere in that range. Yeah. Now, the good news. Let's is, see. I can tell news. you right now. I had Fort Cobb. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I had Fort Cobb and Sentinel. Two. I had Leedy and Calumet. So that's three. I had Roth. Four. No, I didn't. Fort Cobb, Sentinel. Leedy didn't make it. Boys. I'm talking about boys. Oh, you went with Leedy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I went with Leedy, so I missed that one. It's probably easier just to get the ones I didn't get. Uh, I had Glencoe and Stringtown, so I missed Stringtown. I had Roth. And I did not have Buffalo. No, I did have Buffalo Valley. I had both Buffalo Valleys. So I missed two there. You keep in count because I lost. I missed one in Class B girls. I can already tell you. I missed Arnett. I had everybody else. Okay. Class A girls. I did not have Quentin because I had Red Oak. I did have Surreal. I did have Okarchi. I did have Riverside, Van Oss. I had Oklahoma Bible and I had Caddo. So that's seven? That's, that's I missed four. I didn't have Drummond. I didn't have Liberty. I didn't have Texoma. Ooh. I did have OK. I did have Rattan. I had Okarchi. No, I didn't have Okarchi. So I missed eight. 24. 24. Yep. I might have had Okarchi. I know I, know I had Okarchi girls. I don't think I had the boys. Well, the good news of all this is to our listeners and participants in this contest is that we're not in it. We're not eligible to win. Yeah, I'd be winning again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teasing. Everybody get your everybody get your brackets filled out so that we don't have to I'm doing a lot better than I did in the college football pick, if I could tell you that. Yeah. And you know, there was a couple of those like I told you when I was filling mine out for class A boys, I was literally trying to uh, that the Caddo I was trying to find a way to not put Caddo. I mean, it was just so up in the air. Yeah. And I didn't pick Texoma. Darn it. I don't think a lot of people did. I didn't either. I didn't pick Boone Apache either. Who else was in I that? I think thing? I went with Surreal out of that one. I, you know, I think you can just I did. now. It never crossed my mind to pick Drummond or Liberty. Shout out to Dustin. Everybody was dogging his picks. He's the only one that got Liberty right. So there's a little feather in Coach Dustin's cap for all you making fun of him. Okay, take your shot. You either miss or you make. I feel like you're talking to yourself. It is right what there. it is, man. I would have never thought of Liberty. I didn't even know Liberty was a town. Where is Liberty? Got any idea? Where's okay? I no idea. Okay, Oklahoma. And there's a bunch of people in okay saying, "Where's Texoma?" What do you? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> what, what do you think? The, They're looking around Lake Texoma right now for where Texoma is. <laughs> that's probably right. What do you think the closest big town to okay is? McAllister. I'll just go. You're going to be way off. I'm going to start with there. You're going to be way off. Poto. Muskogee. Muskogee. Or Fort Gibson. Okay. It's just north. It's like a little suburb of Fort Gibson, Muskogee, what have you. So they're close to Arkansas. Where was the other one? What was the other town you said? Oh, Liberty. Liberty. That's what, yeah. Where's Liberty? I'm thinking this one's Liberty, 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 Liberty. If there's not a guy dressed up like the, that guy with the mustache and have a pet ostrich with them, I'll be disappointed. Liberty is right on Highway 75. Mounds, Glenpool, Bixby, just south of Bixby, oh. south of Jinx. Man, I was there a Beggs, couple years Preston. ago. 
Yeah, I was in that Preston area a couple years ago. It's just north of Preston. I must have you went right, right by it. I went going right to, by it. I had no idea. <laughs> nice job, Jared. You went right by it and missed Liberty. Well, I was only had one thing in mind: get the Preston. What else you got? Anybody else you don't know where they're at? Let's see. Here. Where's Rattan? Don't know. It's got to be southeast, doesn't where's, it? Where's Calvin? Calvin's definitely southeast. Definitely. Yeah, there it is. Zooming right on in. Calvin is by Atwood. You know where Atwood's at? South Main. Holdenville. North and east of Ada. Once again on Highway 75. Jeez. South of Wetumpka. Straight straight west of uh, McAllister. About in between McAllister and Ada as far as uh, east-west. What else you got? Oh, you don't like Liberty and Old <laughs> Anywhere else you don't know? <laughs> how did they? How did that get <laughs> going back to the? the oh, there was one day you didn't like old people, and man, no, you've no, been no, no. For it, that ever my since. words were being put in my mouth on that one. How did they get? I don't like Liberty. Out of not you drove know, right by it, and didn't even where Liberty's at. Didn't even acknowledge it was there. You drove right by it. There it is on the map. I'm looking at it. Rattan, Rattan is yeah, it's way, way down there. You know you're pretty far southeast when you're east of Hugo. Rattan is north of north and east of Hugo. There you go. Well, and there's then, your geography lesson. I know where Clayton's at now, so next time they make it, I'll be able to tell you right where they're at. Looking through here, Stringtown. Stringtown was that? What was the what was the biggest shocker to you as a team that didn't make it to the state tournament? Um, um, oh goodness. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Give me a second. Any Garber team. The Garber girl, I found out about, Jimmy told me about the Garber girls. They had a couple hurt. I, I had heard that. I had heard that. No, I, I, but uh, maybe Garber boys. They were terrible this year. Who? Garber boys. Were they? They were down. Were they down? Yeah. I'm going with Stringtown boys. A team that brought a bunch back off of a state tournament team last year, number three, going into the Class B boys playoffs. I'm going to go with that one. Oh, they weren't terrible. They were nine, 19 and 9. I'm just teasing. They well, by their standards. They didn't make it out of regionals. That's by their pretty standards, bad for that's a, not good. Yeah. And they were a miracle shot away from getting out of regional. That's right. They were the ones. <laughs> that's exactly right. Ripley. That's exactly But they, they just kind of won those teams that you're, they were – I have to go back and look, but it just seems like every time you pull up the bracket, okay, who got in, and you'd see them. Um, so maybe, maybe a little bit of them, both boys and girls. Girls were usually there too. So the, both both of them not in. Kind of, kind of shocking, I guess. Okay. Get your picks. And I'd in. be lying if I wasn't disappointed with the lack of participants in Western Oklahoma. Yeah, Garber had made it four straight boys wise. There you go. And played in the title game the last three. Winning one, losing two. There you go. How about that? They lost by the exact same score two years in a row, 48-43. Once oh. to Hydro and once to uh, Tushka last year. That's like a nightmare that you keep having. That's a pretty good run. Right? Four straight state tournaments, three straight state finals. It's like Clinton losing to Ada in the 90s over yeah. and over again. You said that, not me. It is. I can say that. You can. All right. Get your picks in. 
Hey, by the way, Cheyenne Tornado Relief. Donations can be dropped off at the Civil Defense Basement at the Roger Mills County Courthouse. Monetary donations can be dropped off at the uh, County Clerk's Office at the Courthouse. All right, that'll do it. Skinny on Sports right here on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll be back with Coach Broadbent tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust.